welcome into the All Talk Podcast. This is your host, Mr. Jeff W-O-O-D Woodruff, recording from Dallas, Texas, as always. And today is Thursday. We back to Thursdays, February 13th, day before Valentine's Day, fellas. Quick reminder to buy your flowers for your moms or your significant others. Don't forget it. Sweeping in the doghouse. And before we hop in, thank you to all the listeners out there. Episode number seven coming at you live. We've been doing this for seven weeks now. Man, time 2020 is flying by. And we are celebrating episode seven with another beaut per usual. Got The Bachelor, episode seven. Thank God they actually ran that double episode week. So now The Bachelor, episode seven. The All Talk Podcast, episode seven. Helps me keep things in line on my side. Also have the 2020 Oscars to go over. Have my dear friend Billy Humphrey on to chat a little Oscars. Taking a quick look at this week in review. A little new segment for you all. And then, of course, we will get you out of here onto your weekend. Take a look at weekend weather. Do a little bar of the week. And then you'll be on your way. Alrighty, let's hop right on into the show. Okay, we have got episode 7 of The Bachelor, jam-packed, full of crying and drama. Uh, It was great. Great episode. Not really. But before that, before we get to The Bachelor, whoever your Valentine is this year, oh yeah, it's ad time. Gotta pay the bills somehow. And this coincides very well with The Bachelor, this ad I'm about to read. So whoever your Valentine is this year... Or hell, it is 2020. Be your own Valentine or be a Valentine with your dog or something. But ditch the drugstore chocolates and treat yourself to something fun and flirty. Whoa. Shop MRGN. That is MRGN for the perfect gift for you or your schnookums. That's right, schnookums. Visit us at shopmrgn.com. That is shopmrgn.com. Like Morgan, and follow us on Instagram at shopmrgn to find staples every girl needs in her closet. All right, Bachelor episode seven, Pete and the Troop of Ladies. I think there's five left. I believe five left, maybe six. They are heading to beautiful Lima, Peru for this episode. This is the last week that they have before Pete goes off and meet each one of their families so he's got some big cuts because he's meeting these ladies families the following week and it comes to my mind it sort of all clicks that pete literally does not know any of these girls whatsoever outside of like where they're from plus the deep dark tragedy that they've shared with him because like i've said pete just loves making out and that's pretty much all he's done so he uh he's got some figuring out to do this week and so the the girls are freaking out too because they're like oh my god he's about to go meet my family natasha still hasn't gotten a one-on-one so pete doesn't know her at all and the first one-on-one of like four this episode or three maybe goes off to our girl madison who got the first one-on-one date i did not watch the first episode but it was brought up madison has not had a one-on-one since episode one they go out to a Peruvian harbor. Is it Peruvian? 
Peruvian harbor. They're fishing. The producers tie like a dead bait fish onto one of their hooks, and Pete pretty much acts like he's reeling it in, although that was definitely set up. They're having a ball, just a great time. It actually looks like a beautiful area, so shout out. Lima, Peru. Could be a good vacation spot. Who knows? They were having a great time on the boat. Flash to the house in the middle of the one-on-one. Again, Pete doesn't know these girls at all. Champagne Girl is talking to, like, Hannah Ann or something. Just this is a flash to the house, and she brings up how Madison is, like, super-duper religious and how her faith is, like, a really big part of her life. Pete has no idea because, again, he doesn't talk to any of these girls whatsoever. In the same flashback, Natasha gets that one-on-one date that, that she was looking for in the middle of the episode. So back flashback to Pete's current one-on-one with Madison. Madison, of course, right after it was brought up, she explains to Peter how important her faith is to her. Peter just gives her the stupidest face of all time, takes like a full minute to respond, and barely chokes out something that's like, oh, that's great. And... um Pete then tells Madison that he is following an L-O-V-E. He drops the L word. So, obviously, she gets a rose. Pete is meeting Madison's family next week. All right, one-on-one number two. Natasha, who had not had a one-on-one date up until this point, they're walking around a festival, sort of like a circus thing, and they're, like, trying a bunch of food carts and stuff like that. They're getting some onion rings or some sort of fried circles. And just like last episode, Pete loves, Pete must have some sort of weird thing for making out with girls that have like food in their mouth because he, they pop an onion ring in each other's mouth and then they're starting to make out. Just like last episode when Pete and Hannah Ann were making out with a hot dog ketchup mayonnaise and just grossness all over their face. Um, but anyway, it looks like they're having a lot of fun. They're they're laughing and messing around. Pete ends up telling Natasha, who kind of all saw it coming, that they're just better as friends. Uh, so he grabs the rose and puts it in front of her and tells her that she is not receiving the rose and then just sets it back down. Very savage mood by or move by Pete right there. Says bye-bye, and Natasha is gone. So... Pete does not have to go meet Natasha's family. One-on-one number three of this episode. We are cruising, baby, with world-famous Champagne Girl. And they are in the countryside of Peru. Again, it looks fantastic. looks like a great country. Much better than Cleveland, like they were showing earlier this season. God, what a terrible city to go to. But we'll save that for football season. They are driving around on ATVs. Champagne Girl, as you probably could have guessed, anyone could have guessed, she is not a good ATV driver. She's going like two miles per hour. Then they hop off, and they're just running full sprint towards the top of this mountain on like a totally vertical incline. And they're both gassed. Pete's talking about how much he loves doing outdoor stuff. And Champagne Girl is just not an outdoors girl. I mean, her name is Champagne Girl. So, yeah, Pete and Champagne Girl, not going to work. But another sob story. So, obviously, eh, this is not a sob story. Pete uh, is, of, of course, talking about meeting Champagne Girl's family. Champagne Girl brings up the issues she's had in her family. Parents got a messy divorce. Not a good situation. 
Um, she has not talked to her father until recently, but yada, yada, yada. She ends up getting a rose, and they are going to meet Champagne Girl. Get this. She is from Iowa. Shout out all my Iowa listeners if anyone knows her. So Pete has the opportunity to meet Champagne Girl's family. I'm very excited for that one. I think that should be good. And now we close this episode out with a three-on-one. So we've got three ladies going on the date with just one Pete. And boy, oh boy, was it a doozy. We have Hannah Ann, Victoria the Shy, and Kelly the Lawyer all with Pete. Kelly's very confident that uh, she's going to get a rose here because, like the rest of us sane people watching The Bachelor, she realizes that Victoria the Shy, or I think it's Victoria P., the guy, the girl that used to date Chase Rice, the country singer, um, she's still there, and she's still crazy. And Hannah Ann is the 23-year-old who told Peter that she's never been in love before. So Kelly is a lawyer. She's very smart, and she is confident that she's going to get a rose on this one. They go out. They are on some ranch, and it seems like everyone is enjoying themselves as much as they can be on a three-on-one because one of the girls knows that they are going home. So someone for sure is going home from this three-on-one. They're getting some lessons from the ranch hand or the ranch owner. They're having some red wine in the blazing hot sun. So looks like a fantastic three-on-one situation. Uh, Hannah Ann, so Pete ends up grabbing each of them for some one-on-one time, some additional convo time. Some additional makeout time for Pete, more like. But he ends up grabbing Hannah Ann. She's got some good answers. She seems like she's fine. She's going to get the rose here, no problem. Next up, next up to bat is Kelly for her one on one time. And Kelly's cool. Kelly's the lawyer chick. She seems very well spoken, well established, not a lot of drama. She hasn't had like any drama with her. This whole entire episode, or this whole entire season, excuse me, including this episode. And that honestly doesn't really bode well for her, for Pete, because Pete loves the drama. But anyway, Kelly's like telling Pete that, hey man, not all of this stuff has to be drama. Like, I don't have a sob story. And Pete is just a look. I think Pete has his, his brain is now soup from the start of the show because he was so engulfed in like Alea's drama and so many other girls drama champagne girls drama to start with the champagne and that's why he was never able to get to know any of these girls is because he was just put in a pretzel and his brain is soup now and he thinks that just everyone has drama somewhere and he just is not having fun looking at kelly when she's like hey man relax like you don't have to have drama but i'm thinking pete you can't be this big of a dumbass. You have to keep Kelly. Clearly, you need to send Victoria the liar, or Victoria the shy home, excuse me. Pete already sent home Victoria the liar. Good on you there, Pete. But next up, Victoria the shy. Infamous, infamous contestant here. Victoria the shy and Pete, Pete asks her like one standard question that he's probably been asking all the other girls about her family are like getting to know her better, something along those lines, asking a deep-thoughted question, and she just immediately snaps at him and is just 
bickering with him immediately, can't even speak full sentences, can't even look at him. Pete's like, what the hell is going on? Victoria the Shy is like telling him that he's always in a, he's in a mood, whatever that means, whenever they speak. And Pete, as was I, was confused by that. Seems like she's the one always in the mood. But yeah, they're bickering a lot. Pete ends up walking her all the way to the car. Like they're standing in front of one of the SUVs that someone is clearly going home in. But at the last second, he whips out a rose, gives it to her in front of the car. Like that's just Pete. Pete the dumbass loving drama. Pete Pete is a huge drama guy. So uh, he had to walk her all the way to the car. And he also gave it to Victoria the Shy although they accomplished zero in their conversation. They just fought the whole entire time. But she still gets a rose so because that's just who Pete is. Hannah Ann ends up getting a rose as well, and that leaves our girl Kelly, unfortunately. Kelly hits the road, packs the bag. It was a good run. You added pretty much nothing to the show because you were not part of any drama, so good for you. Hope you're doing well as a lawyer. Pete. Bad call on your part, but we are down to the final four. You've got Hannah Ann, who was the early season favorite. Champagne Girl, who will die a legend, obviously. Victoria the Shy, who, again, is not shy. Remember that. And finally, Madison, the chick who Pete is in love with. We said it on this past episode. So, Pete is heading to go to Iowa along with a few other places. I'm not sure exactly where the other girls are from to meet all of their families next week. Our little preview looked like something goes tragically wrong with Victoria the Shy, but I think we all could have saw that coming. And then we go, so one of those ladies is going to be leaving us after family trip, and it's got to be Victoria the Shy. has to be her. Um, So I think final three fantasy suites of god hannah ann champagne girl and madison are my locks see if see if i can get that right but we have got some other stuff to get to right now a great conversation with my boy bill chat nowskers look forward to next episode guys i think it's gonna be great Okay, everyone, this past Sunday was the 92nd Academy Awards, the Oscars, and I've, I think I've maybe mentioned this before, but I'm not a huge movie guy, so I, I'm bringing in a self-proclaimed movie guy to help me talk about the Oscars. Local Dallas, Texas fellow resident with me, Bill Humphrey, is in the house. Bill Again, welcome to my apartment yeah, that you've been to. Happy to be here. I'm uh, excited to go over some Oscars talk with you. Yeah. And you, what, you texted me on Sunday, Saturday or something. And, uh, Just hoping to get on the pod. Yeah. Billy asked and... So and many it, legends have been on here in my time. You're in good company yeah. with, with everyone else. Uh, that does not give everyone else permission to text me and ask to come on. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, blown up. Yeah. How many other self-proclaimed movie experts are out there? Yeah, that's true. A rare breed yeah. you are. Very rare breed. But no, we're uh, happy to have you here. Again, not a big award show guy, not a not a big movie guy, but overall I, I enjoyed watching the Oscars. Got some good talking points to bring up at work and stuff like that. So 
I think it was time well spent. I think for this, we're going to read off some of the acting awards and then we'll bounce around to maybe some of the other random awards. But, Bill, you mentioned before we started recording, our unofficial hosts to start were Steve Martin and Chris Rock, which is two comedy legends there kicking us off. Two of the best. Yeah, they were, uh, they seemed kind of like confrontational like it was that sure. part of the bit that they uh, were doing up there it, it must have been it, it was interesting i wasn't uh, i didn't like you said you don't watch the oscars that much i usually i love movies i'll watch anything um but I'm, I'm not usually you know get all prepped for the night of the oscars the right Grammys, whatever N- not a big deal to I'll you turn it on it's i want to see what happens see who wins the big awards right so i didn't know who was hosting so when they got up there, I, w- I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. They're hosts. This will be entertaining. Yeah. The Pink Panther and Donkey. <laughs> from Shrek. From Shrek. <laughs> I mean, this will be great. But that's Eddie Murphy, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. It might be yeah, Eddie Murphy. That's all right. Maybe you know if I saw that much about yeah. these movies. <laughs> but, uh, I thought it was going to be great. Um, yeah. And then, like we were talking, they just immediately hammered into Bezos. Yeah. the crowd. <laughs> Fellow Jeff, Jeff Bezos, was getting slaughtered by Rock and uh, Steve Martin. That was hilarious. What was the joke? They were like, uh, he's the only guy in the crowd to be divorced yeah. and still be worth $40 billion. Yeah, they were like, Bezos, you're still the richest man on earth and you got divorced. That's it. I, w- I was dying. I need a stat check on how much Bezos' net worth is up to these days. It's... I, I, I a stupid, a stupid number. All I know is that his wife walked away with less than her fair share and still ended up with thirty-eight billion dollars, <laughs> which is less than half. That is disgusting. Okay, well, enough sob sorrow talk about Bezos and how much money his money his bald head is worth these days. But we had a couple of musical perform performances, and then like maybe an opening speech or something. Uh, Slim Shady's music performance was kind of out of nowhere, but... Got a little of Marshall Mathers coming out of the floor. Yeah. Slim Shady and those stupid hats that he wears. Oh he's lost all credibility with those stupid hats that he puts on every time, and his beard looks, like, fake. My favorite part was they showed Scorsese out in the crowd just... Falling could, asleep. He couldn't have cared less. <laughs> yeah. That Eminem was about to just tear it up on stage. I got chills. I absolutely got chills. Well, yeah, for you and I, that yeah, song goes... I was that, ready to run through a brick wall. Yeah, that, that song goes stupid hard. Yeah. Um, a lot of the other people, Billie Eilish was scouring at the side of Eminem, just bawling out on stage, but... She can't appreciate it. Hey, I guess that's just a new generation. It's a new era. All right. Well, uh, do you have anything else to mention about the opening acts, or I guess anything like that, before we jump into some of these uh, awards that we've got? off the bat i mean i think one of the first awards was uh best supporting actor which i i like that they mix it up a little because i feel like there's definitely a dead part of the oscars where it's like here's like two great awards everyone came to see now here's all the sound and editing and then we're going to close it up with the other big awards you came to see yeah they front load it and then they end load it and then the middle is just supported by like eminem getting out there and rapping but I think the first that was the first award they announced was performance by an actor in a supporting role, and the winner of that, of course, shout out legend Brad Pitt 
from his performance in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I didn't see that movie. Have you, you got to? It's you know, it was I I was hesitant to see it for a while because I a lot of people kind of dogged on it. Was it really long or no? It was. Uh, there's a lot of things I, w- I don't want to say because you gotta see it for yourself to appreciate it. But sure. You know the time periods around Charles Manson and that whole part. That's kind of the backdrop of the whole story. And so you kind of sit around the whole movie waiting for the wh- horrible history to unfold. But it it takes an awesome turn. Really, it's, it is such a good watch. Brad Pitt crushes it. Yeah. He just he's just so cool. Wait, besides so him just sitting up on the roof shirtless like they show everywhere, which was which uh, is like the coolest Hawaii. thing. Yeah, it was fantastic. <laughs> but he yeah, was, give me Brad Pitt sitting up shirtless on a roof. Yeah, like how old is Brad Pitt now? He's got to be two hundred years old. Yeah, he might be two hundred. Better than we do. Uh, yes, Brad Pitt is fifty six years old, and. Billy and I are still giddy about him popping off the the top and sitting up on a roof. Uh, who was the? Was it Leo? Leo that was the main other character. the main character. Arguably, it was kind of it's kind of split. Um, you know, it's it's a lot about Leo's character. Brad Pitt was his stunt double, right? Which just made him even cooler. Mm-hmm. And then Margot Robbie also just crushes it. She's breathtaking <laughs> every single time but that's a good way to put it yeah with a literal breath but uh no it's it's an awesome watch the ending is i i don't have words for it it's just so entertaining just shit hits the fans so fast and brad pitt continues to be super cool throughout the entire <laughs> shout out you mizzou sigma kai guys yeah I'd love to I gotta admit that's so cool. What, what I'm trying to think what chapter they are. Let's see. They might be Zai or the Alpha Zai chapter. I think they're Zai Zai. Shout out you Zai Zai listeners. Before we m- move on, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, that gets your Billy stamp of approval. Absolutely. Recommendation. The official seal. All right, you've heard it here. The next acting award, same award, same stature, performance by an actress in a supporting role. That goes out to Laura Dern in Marriage Story. Did you see Marriage Marriage Story, Dill? Nope. 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 I saw again another very popular movie, uh, like in memes and stuff like that. I, I feel like Twitter sort of had a heyday with a couple of scenes out of Marriage Story. I watched. I feel like I watched the trailer at some point on it, and it looked far too sad for me to ever want to watch that movie. I believe it's about. A couple's divorce, a very intimate look at a couple's divorce, and it seems very, very scary and just something I wouldn't want to watch for two hours. Like, that doesn't sound like a fun way for me to spend two hours of my time. I, I also just can't take Adam Driver seriously <laughs> yeah, as know. being anything but Kylo Ren. <laughs> I couldn't even take him seriously as Kylo Ren. Yeah, me either. That scene when... Uh, when he's like a perfect square when he pops his shirt off as Kylo Ren, Kylo Ren. I, I'll never forget seeing Force Awakens for the first time in theaters and just thinking that Kylo Ren was so badass. Like, new Darth Vader, yeah. let's go. And then, dun, 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 pops the helmet off. And he's like, are you fucking kidding me? Adam Driver. Adam like, Driver. <laughs> yeah. Just, I didn't even know who he was at the time. Yeah. It was the worst. I was like, God. That was definitely like his 
up and coming right. like acting role. Like Absolutely. I, I think that's probably what brought him onto the scene. Jumped straight into a big role, though. Yeah, hey, good for him. So he must be a good actor. And they were showing Keanu Reeves so much. They would show Adam Driver, and then they would go to Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Those two look so much alike, it's, too. It's, it's hilarious. The, you versus the guy she told you not to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> John Wick is way cooler. Yeah. It's also like the Spider-Mans pointing at each other. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um. Well, if anyone has any recommendation or wants to – suggest a marriage story bill you can't give it your seal of approval because you haven't seen it so maybe it's got scarlet joe though so I, i'm i'm definitely it's on my intrigued yeah, yeah. anything she's in I'm, i'll tell yeah um i i can get behind that and that brings us to so we can't can't give our recommendation on a marriage story but i don't think we're going to be able to give a recommendation on this one either um, this is going to be performance by an actress in a leading role. And this one goes out to Renee Zellweger, great name, and Judy. I did not see that movie. I didn't see it either. Okay. It's no seal of approval. No seal of approval. Just haven't gotten around to it. I'm sure it's a great movie. If anyone has any, Michael wants to do a little synopsis for us or something on Twitter can throw your retweet just so the the listeners get that if there are any big judy fans out there if you want to put your seal of approval on it then have at it we'll take it for what that is performance by an actor in a leading role that went to mr joaquin phoenix for his perform performance in joker didn't see that one well worth the watch Again, I gotta admit, I watched it like two weeks ago. Passed out halfway through, but everyone I watched was said that I missed the boring part. But I, yeah, I mean, just seeing like little snippets of the Joker, like all over Twitter and stuff like that, you get the idea. Yeah, I, yeah. I, no, there's no question. It's just it's cool to see how you know the upbringing of this psychopath. Yeah, and his development and. What I'm really curious to see is how they'll follow up and if they'll do a sequel because he's so old in this movie and Heath Ledger wasn't too old in Dark Knight and Joaquin Phoenix, Joker, has a slight interaction with Bruce Wayne as a little kid. So for them to go from this Joker to Batman, Dark Knight would take, there's an interesting age gap. That they'd have to cover. So is Joaquin Phoenix Joker, is he technically supposed to be a younger version of... It's definitely a transition. Because I thought the whole thing about this movie was, like you said, the upbringing of the Joker. Right, it, and it is, but he's like a middle-aged man. Right. He's just chronically depressed and... But is this the same Joker as, like, the Dark Knight Rises Joker? I, I would think so, because it takes place in Gotham. It's got Bruce Wayne and Wayne Enterprises. It's got Bruce's dad. It's got... Hadn't seen it. It's been on my watch list for, like, since it came out. I think that's just my biggest issue. Whenever I want to go watch movies, but I just can't commit to, like, going to a movie theater... It's, and it's such a shame because you know that's how movies were designed to be watched. But yeah. I'm just as big of a culprit. I care. I think the last movie I saw in theaters was Avengers: Endgame. I bawled my eyes out at the end of that. But 
No shame. Billy, that's beautiful. It was beautiful. <laughs> and that's actually something I want to talk about is the unappreciation of the Marvel movies in these awards. I'm not a great person. My roommates can vouch for me on this one. Just haven't ever really gotten into Marvel. Those movies will make you feel. They get you. And they're not appreciated by the Academy. <laughs> the Academy needs to take some notes and appreciate I mean, Marvel they, movies. They should absolutely have some sort of I'm pretty sure there's like a best action, or but it's like drama. There needs to be like sci-fi movie. Yeah, I mean it's 2020. Like those movies make up a fair share of the market. They deserve to be recognized. Those are all the movies that are coming out these days. They're yeah, making everything. There yeah, should be some. If there's more than five coming out a year, there needs to be an award for exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, half the movies that these that are being voted on every year, I haven't seen. That sort of wraps up the the acting roles. I think Brad Pitt, obviously always deserving. This was his first Oscar as or his Oscar award as like an actor in an acting role because he's he got one other one for his role as like a director or something like that. Really? Yeah, but this is his first one uh, as an actor, which is shocking to me. Shows how much we know. Yeah. I would have I would have given him pretty much an Oscar for every year that he was. There were a lot of shockers throughout the whole thing. I yeah. Think, um, we talked a little bit about the Joker. Yeah. Um, I mean, I th- I, I think everyone knew Joaquin was going to win, but just the way he presented himself on stage. Yeah. Joaquin has taken a steep turn from his role in the Gladiator as Julius Caesar. Yeah. I. That's how I picture Joaquin Phoenix. He's, not, he's not gone one eighty. Not, not that madman who took the stage. He, I mean, you know, it's, I remember when they first came out with ads to the Joker, looking at, you know, they just made him creepy and crazy yeah. looking. And I realized it was Joaquin Phoenix. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. You know, the guy that just had a movie a few years ago about him being in love with his phone. Yeah. It's he's Perfect just an fit. odd guy. Yeah, just an odd guy. And he gets on stage and makes a 10-minute rant about milk. This is acceptance speech. Uh, he was shushing everyone whenever yeah, they were clapping for him. Unbelievable. Very strange. I was, like, cringing as soon as he won. I was like, oh, no. Get, like, strap in for the speech because it's going to be wild. And he did not disappoint. Right. Uh, another surprise of the year for i would say most of us united states listeners i can see on my little podcast app i can see where all the listeners are like geographically and i'm unhappy to report that 99 percent of you guys are located in the united states so reach out to your friends across the globe and, and give me some listeners um how many are located in the midwest so i can get down to a city level is what the scope allows me to get, how granular I can get. Well, it's sort of weird because it's broken down to the percentage of that city in the state, but out of, like, Kansas and Missouri, I would say that the combined percentage is probably, like, 40. It's so, pretty good. Yeah, shout-out shout out my KC and Missouri people. Sounds like these award-winning listeners need to move around the world. Yeah, I've got... obscure locations. Yeah, you guys, you guys need to go to, like... Uh, South Korea, maybe that's parasites. Yeah, parasite. I'm actually right in the middle of watching that as we speak. I was trying to squeeze it in after work today because I knew I was going to be doing some Oscars talk, and I'm about an hour in. Billy has not seen this movie yet, so you guys are relying on me. 
I've really lost a lot of credibility throughout this podcast. <laughs> you may no longer be a movie guy at no, this point. I'm not sure I ever was at this point. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, best motion motion picture of the year. I mean, anyone who watched the Oscars, Parasite, and their fantastic uh, stage presence director Bong Joon Ho. Or producer, um, just talking about getting wasted. Yeah, just talking about getting wasted the whole time. He was he was a real treat to have up on stage on Oscars night. But I'm about an hour of the way through. I won't get into too much detail. I provided Billy a, a little high level recap of what I've seen so far. It's a very interesting plot line. Again, I've still got about an hour left, so who knows that that could turn 180 on me. It's all in subtitles unless you're able to read South Korean. But all in all, I'm enjoying it so far. I've got it popped up on my laptop. I've got another hour to go. I might finish it tonight. Who knows? But halfway through and per the Academy and actual movie guys that vote on Academy Awards and stuff, it won Best Motion Picture of the Year. So it gets the Academy's stamp of approval and more importantly, it gets my halfway scene stamp of approval on Parasite. Billy, I, I recommend it to you. I, I got to get around to it so we can have all three approvals. Yeah. All, all, the, all, the th- all three seals. What is that? Uh, the Triple Crown. Yeah, the triple that's crown. exactly right. <laughs> the Triple Crown of uh, movie approvals. Trifecta. From Jeff, Billy, and the Academy. Yes. Wow. That's a good squad right there. Yeah, so Parasite, halfway through, I recommend had you uh were you familiar with it ahead of time? I was not. It was I. This has appeared on my radar in the last it's appeared on my radar for the first time Sunday evening when I was watching the I, Oscars. I agreed. But I agreed. it's been good so far. So shout out to Bong for a great stage performance. Thank you, Bong. Yeah, thank you, Bong. Um appreciate the movie as well. A couple more before we get out of here. One that I have seen, so I'm gonna touch on. One, it won the Oscar for Achievement in Visual Effects, 1917. Did you see that one, Bill? Got me right ahead of the again. <laughs> not a movie That's, guy. It's not a movie guy. If, if anything from this Oscars discussion, just take away that Billy Humphrey is not a movie guy. But I saw 1917, saw it in theaters. Yeah, this gets Jeff's stamp of approval. Uh, I think it rightfully earned, again, not a movie guy, but I'm guessing visual effects has to deal with how you see the movie, correct, Billy? When sure, you, yeah. yeah. Um, or how it's shot, different camera angles, stuff like that. And it was sweet. I had never seen a movie shot like that, pretty much just one continuous thing throughout the whole movie. So rightfully earned uh, 1917. Bill, did you have any – that's really my one, my one-off one that I wanted to touch on. No, I really, I really wanted to see that, and you know, my uh, go-to illegal movie site that my buddies and I have been on for years has been going through a bit of a some turmoil lately. They in a rough patch. Yeah, we're in a big rough patch, but I think we're working it out. I guess another one too that may hit home for some of the listeners out there: best animated feature film of the year. Toy Story Four came home with the victory there. Highway robbery. <laughs> Bill has a hot take on this. I just did you see How to Train Your Dragon Three? <laughs> I did not see How to Train Your Dragon Three. Let me tell you, How to Train Your Dragon might be the greatest trilogy we've <laughs> ever been graced with. 
That but or Kung Fu Panda. Better than like Lord of the Rings. Uh, absolutely. I'm a big LOTR. Lottery. Then you'll love this movie's about dragons. It's perfect. Game of Thrones guy. Yeah. It's it's all it's Vikings and dragons coming together, living harmony. That sounds it's like beautiful. A, yeah, it sounds beautiful. It is. Uh, It'll make you cry. Yeah, I might. You know what? You've uh, you've piqued my interest I, on How to Train Your Dragon. I think you should stop watching Parasite. And switch over. Switch over. To how to train your dragon, but start from the beginning. Yeah, I will. It's a full trilogy of harmony. Billy's stamp of recommendation goes to How to Train Your Dragon three, not stamp of approval, stamp of recommendation. If anyone gets Billy for Secret Santa next year or something, get him like the Blu-ray high quality DVD trilogy set of How to Train Your Dragon, and I will welcome he, it with open arms. Yeah, <laughs> he will love you forever. Well, that wraps it up. Oscars. 2020 are you gonna watch oscars 2021 maybe i think i've I've got some work to do yeah now and then to get my stamp back but yeah a lot can happen in a year though so i i trust you on that front absolutely so um yeah oscars i think time well spent on a sunday night when not a lot else was going on hopefully you guys learned a little bit of something from two i guess unofficial unofficial non-movie guys official unofficial yeah movie guys yes that i'm i'm going with that um and we appreciated your time billy i appreciated appreciated your time it was an honor being here super bowl champion super bowl champion to you as well thank you anything to say bill before the evening go chiefs go chiefs um we're doing it again next year yeah that's for sure we sure are all right bill thanks for having me yeah try out something a little new we're gonna do a quick weekend review i'm gonna pop off some topics from around the world but beginning with football of course the xfl well call it what you want still football to me uh had opening weekend this past weekend and i think it took a lot of people by surprise i personally enjoyed watching the games on saturday that could have been the beers getting into me but still Good to have football on the TV always. I'm not going to complain about it. And I think they're doing some cool stuff. Uh, They've got cool rules like the kickoff rule. I think that's honestly something that the NFL could do, especially since they're so big on like head injuries and stuff like that. So I think they're they're making some good waves with that. Uh, I love the point after options as well. You could go for, I think it's like 10 yards, fourth and goal from the 10-yard line or something like that and get three points instead of a field goal or going for two think that's a great idea and then I think the transparency of going up to the booth and listening to the conversation between the replay official and the actual official down on the field is really cool and then I think it's hilarious that they can go and interview players and coaches like right after a bad play to were to happen or something like that that's just a, a good XFL rule you'd love to see that so XFL my Dallas Renegades who were early season favorites I think to win the championship whatever the xfl super bowl whatever that is uh they took the l on sunday got smacked so the teams are still not good but i'm gonna root for them i don't see them making it too far past this season i think i give them this season and then we'll see where they go from there who knows if they can survive uh, the off season but that brings us to our most beautiful league the nfl and whenever we do have any updates probably do it weekly i mean it's it's the week in review 
So we'll probably do it weekly. If they ever had have any headlines that I think are interesting come up, then I will say them on the pod. This week, our boy, our beloved Phil Rivers, officially a free agent. Man, Phil, hate to see you go. Loved having Phil in the AFC West with the Chiefs for a few different reasons. One, I mean, Phil was one of the most entertaining quarterbacks ever to play with. He was constantly fighting with the Chiefs players, so it made for good TV. And then, of course, you could always count on Phil for giving us a couple of easy interceptions, a couple of easy turnovers. So, miss you, Phil. I'm not sure where he's going to end up. I'm not sure who, how many people are in the market for a washed-up QB. Yeah, Phil, you're washed up. Who has nine kids and a temper problem? But we'll see. I'd like to see Phil, Phil in the league somewhere. Always good to, good to ha- have a guy like that uh, around in the NFL. Another QB, Tom Brady. God, Tom, you are so dramatic. Just say where you're going to go because I know you know. There's a lot of talk about Tom going to, of course, some AFC teams. The Chargers, I've heard. The Titans would honestly be a great fit. Tom just needs a good offensive line a beast running back, and some weapons on the outside, and a solid defense. Tom needs to go to a championship-ready team. He needs to go to a contender. And at this point, Tom, bring it on. If you go to the Chargers, just give me two more victories. Give Pat two more victories over Tom each year, and then we'll slowly start to see that goat talk fade over to Patrick where it rightfully belongs right now. Um, So if Tom goes to the Chargers, I don't think it's the end of the world. I'd honestly rather see him on the Chargers than I would, like, the Titans, who got to the AFC Championship this past year, and they have Derrick Henry, who's a monster, a couple of young wideouts, and a solid defense, and a beast O-line. So give me Tom to the Chargers over Tom to the Titans. And then finally, to wrap up NFL talk, Miles Garrett was reinstated this week. You all remember Miles Garrett, who ripped off poor Mason Rudolph's helmet and banged him over the head with his own helmet. It was pretty graphic to watch, I'm not going to lie, but he was reinstated this week, um, so we will be looking forward to having almost murderer Miles Garrett back. Some quick news for you celeb fiends. Pop culture is what I have it titled. I'm not sure if this is technically pop culture, but Joe Jonas, member of the hit Jonas Brothers who have revitalized their musical career as of the past few years and his wife Sophie Turner that may ring a bell for some of you Game of Thrones lovers like myself well lovers outside of the final season because we all know how that went Sophie Turner or Sansa Stark are expecting a baby so congrats to them they've always been a good couple I enjoy seeing them online They're expecting a baby. I guess the rumor has not been confirmed yet, but I don't know. Do with it as you will. A quick touch on the memes that we've seen. I'm not even sure if this is a meme, but we had the standing up broom challenge hit pretty hard this week. I thought that was great content to see. Enjoyed everyone's snap story. So all you people looking for likes and retweets saying we don't care about your broom, you know what, shut up. Just let us have this one time for a little bit. I unfortunately did not, was not able to participate. I was only near a broom 
that was the bristles were like slanted down probably to help with some sort of sweeping motion but they were slanted down so the broom was automatically far off balance so i was very upset but that was a good one i i enjoyed that if there's anything else that comes up in this category i will probably talk about it and if you guys can think of anything if you guys want me to talk about any memes that you've found particularly funny or if there's anything happening in pop culture if that if i'm using that term correctly send them on over you know where to you know where to find me at jeffy wood on twitter at the all talk pod on twitter and instagram and before we get you on out of here into your weekend weather we've got i i would not be doing you listeners the service a, a correct service without speaking on the coronavirus because folks kind of scary just quick real quick so everyone's up to date 45,000 confirmed cases worldwide we're up to 13 in the United States over 1100 deaths so far so everyone it's a virus so I actually looked this up really the best thing you can do soap and water wash your hands like 10 times a day and just don't touch anyone but stay safe out there stay healthy listeners i need you in my life but the coronavirus is still scary all right let's hop into the weather and get you on out of here all righty folks let's get you on out of here but first it's weekend weather time you know what it is dtx we are out here hopefully cruising into a beautiful weekend hope everyone is either wrapping up their thursdays right now or if you're a friday listener then hopefully you are enjoying your friday because you have made it almost the weekend dallas we're gonna have sort of a chilly one on our hands on friday only a high of 53 it'll drop down to 37 at some point for us so i'm guessing around in the 40s for going out time avoid those outdoor bars on friday but saturday is going to warm up a little bit for us mostly sunny and 62 low of 48 get out and enjoy it dallas the rest of the midwest is going through like an arctic freeze right now and we're chilling with 62 so get out there and enjoy it probably a beautiful day to hit up katie trail but if you are looking for a little bit lower key day drinking spot great dinner spot as well Staten Allen, located about 80 feet from my apartment, is awesome. They've got great happy hour deals. I think I was having like $3 Michelob Ultras this past Friday. I think they've got $5 Wells there during happy hour as well. I believe it's 4 to 7. Great place for bites. They've got a good outdoor patio. It's going to be beautiful on Saturday. They've got a nice little coffee joint next to them. So find them Staten Allen. I'm going to be tagging bar of the weeks moving forward on my instagram posts the skellig liked the post last week and commented on it so shout out whoever runs the skellig instagram account i appreciate the support it means a lot and that means for you too listeners especially for everyone that's seven out of seven i would love to know the number of seven out of seveners you guys are some true diehards out there i appreciate it again episode seven in the books get out there enjoy your weekend enjoy your friday enjoy your saturday we have no football on sundays anymore so do something with your sunday be proud of your sunday get out 
go on a walk, do some chores, or just sit on the couch. It doesn't matter, but enjoy it. Enjoy your weekend. You deserve it. And we will see you next week. to you happy birthday to you happy birthday dear joseph happy birthday to you